bonus barrel. Hey, what's up? I'm Rob. With me today is... Shelby! And Seiji. Full crew. Reunited. Uh, connected together. Uh, back. <laughs> reunited together for a very special... <laughs> very special episode. A special topic. Oh boy. The one, the one game that can reunite the BB crew uh, from its shattered state will, <laughs> will be revealed later. I want to start this ep. This ep, that's, that's cool, right? This ep. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start this app off with something neat. Sonic Mania. I want to talk a little bit about it. Uh, has anybody else in this room, digital uh, room, play it yet? No, probably not. I'm gonna go with no. Seiji? No. no, I haven't. All right, collector's edition. They get it off the bat. It's awesome. Comes in a gigantic box with a huge statue. Uh, that's Sonic standing on a Genesis, and you can plug in some batteries when you hit the switch. It does the Sega sound. Did you get that? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I don't, I have nowhere to put it, so I put it into the warehouse room. Um, but <laughs> one day I will move, and then it'll be out in its hall of glory. So I started playing the game. I don't know how far in, like, maybe halfway through. Uh, and it's really, really fun. Like, I've played a lot of Sonic games over the years. Certainly not all of them, but it, it definitely feels like Sonic 2 and 3, which is... You know, the best Sonic games. And uh, Sage, you might like this. The fourth boss is a Puyo Puyo level from the Dr. Ro Robotnik Mean Bean Machine. And you just have to you have to beat him in a, in a Puyo Puyo stage, which I did lose the first time because I was trying to be fancy with my... I was like, I've played enough Puyo Puyo now that I can do some some cool stairs or some shit. And then I, I got too fancy and I lost. But I, I, won, I won the second time. Um, let's see. So I wanted to just mention a few other little things about Sanic. So, to tie in with Rhythm Month, um, Sonic, everybody knows that Michael Jackson, supposedly, and it seems evidence seems that to indicate that he did uh, work on some Sonic 3 music. Y'all no. y'all know that? No. All right. Well, there's, well, Shelby, you weren't alive, so it's cool. Like, no. I don't think you literally were alive at that point, actually, so it's not even a joke. Um, yeah, so there seems to be a lot of evidence. I, I was looking at some articles and stuff, and there's some interviews saying that uh, he did. He did work on it. Here's a little, little, little uh, snippet. It was. This is not my words, of course, but uh, the Huffington Post has now significantly substantiated the story. Uh, said that he did indeed visit Sega Technical Institute in early 1993. He wanted to drop by and say hello. Stated Roger Hector, who headed the development team for Sonic 3. There is no agenda beyond it, other than that he really, really liked the game. And it said it was during this visit, purportedly, that he was asked to write music for the game. Uh, and he told me I was going to be doing the Sonic the Hedgehog soundtrack for Sonic 3. And he asked this Roger fellow if uh, he would help him with it. So there's other stuff. It's actually a really interesting thing. I won't go into it any further because it's, it's, there's a lot to cover. But if you guys are interested, it's it's interesting story. A lot of it, there's like mention of the whole, you know, uh, alleged case going on with him and all that jazz that may have got his name taken off of it. You know, so yeah, it's interesting. Also, with rhythm, the underwater timer. I don't like it. It makes me, it gives me stress and anxiety. I don't like it in any game. But Sonic, Sonic Two is like the very first time I encountered the the stressful underwater beep noise. The uh, you're gonna die soon. And it, it, okay, 
<laughs> have you been able to hear played Sonic 2? Any Sonic game? I know Left played briefly played 2, and then he lost the last boss at the second stage and gave up forever. But have, have any of you else, have you played it? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't know if it was Sonic 2. But... Which one did you play, Chubb? Um, it was on, there was like a PS2 uh, compilation thing oh, okay. where it had like a bunch of old, older uh, Sega games and stuff on it. So mm-hmm. it, it was whatever Sonic game was on that. Probably Sonic 1, I imagine. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, did you like it? Yeah, it was yeah, pretty Sonic, cool. Sonic, classic Sonic games are a lot of fun. It's usually a good mixture of platforming and speed. Uh, I think a lot of games in the future just try to capitalize on just speed and it kind of kind of took out that whole aspect of it but this game sonic mania captures the uh, the balance really well and the stages are massive it's like in the old sonic games basically the if the higher it, the stage is almost an elevation if you if you want to stay higher it was more difficult and the shittier you were the lower in the actual stage you would go so the stages are really big and you can take multiple paths to get to the end and um, Sonic Mania feels like those Genesis games, but adds like modern touches, like some modern effects and some stuff that wouldn't have been possible in the Genesis. But it never loses that feel, and it's pretty good. And one more thing to tie in with Music Month is that Sonic 2 has one of the most memorable soundtracks from that time, in my opinion. It's, it's almost all good music. And then, yeah, there we go. Sonic Mania. You guys should all play it. Everybody, check it out. Your local game gaming device. You can't buy it physically. I was gonna say gaming store, but you can't really. What's it for? The Switch? Switch P Switch PS4, Xbone, maybe PC. Probably PC at some point if it's not already out on it. I think it's out on it. Yeah, you know all your major devices. Well, I, I really just four of them. But you know you can play it. It's fun. I would not recommend it to you left because you don't like fun or Sonic. No. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> oh my what's new? I got some other stuff as, as always, but what's what's on your guys' <laughs> mind for video games? Anything you want to bring up? Left, you play anything lately? Uh, a little bit. So like, um, Blizzard released their HD remake of StarCraft One. Oh yeah. And so it was kind of funny. So I was I was definitely interested in it. So it's only like fourteen ninety nine. Oh, that's pretty, pretty good. Cheap. Yeah. Um. So I was looking at it, and then it says requires StarCraft to play, and I'm like, what the hell's that? Like, that's weird. I need StarCraft to play HD StarCraft. Okay. Um. So I looked into it a little bit, and you can actually get StarCraft like the non HD one for free. Oh, okay. Um. So you can. So it's kind of cool that they they just released StarCraft as a totally free game, and then basically you can spend fourteen ninety nine on an HD remake. So I think that's a really cool way to do it. Yeah, basically, I like that. you know, especially with someone like me who it's just like, hey, remember StarCraft? Here it is for free. Oh yeah, you want to see what it looks like now? <laughs> Pay fourteen ninety nine. So I thought that was like a really cool idea, and uh, I I'm just kind of I haven't got the HD one okay. yet or anything like that, but I was just kind of messing around with old school StarCraft a little bit. So. That that was kind of fun. <laughs> Does it? I would, how different does it look? Uh, I, you know, I've been, I've been trying not to spoil what it looks like, so I haven't really looked at a whole lot of pictures of it or anything like that. So I'm not too sure what the HD remake's gonna be like. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to get it soon, and then I'll see it in all its glory. Yeah, you have to let me know. I wonder. Yeah, I'm interested if it's gonna be a massive jump or a tiny jump, a, yeah, ho- a exactly. hop, if you will. <laughs> a hop or a leap. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I never played StarCraft. Uh, it really. Or much it's of great. Warcraft. 
Okay. A lot Starcraft of World of Warcraft. Like, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I played a ton of Starcraft when I was a kid, but it was kind of funny because I was always terrible at it, <laughs> and I could only win with cheats. It's the only way I could win. <laughs> um, I, pl- I could play through the story mode because the story mode's pretty pretty easy, but anytime you're just kind of playing like a map, I would I would have to cheat to win because otherwise the computer would just face roll me. Don't even get me started <laughs> with playing against people because I I couldn't even begin to try to compete against my friends. And but I'm better at it now. I played it. I played it now, and I, I kind of face rolled the computer in you know about ten minutes. So I was like, "Wow, I'm way better at this than when I was when I was a kid." But I was a dumb kid. So that so. medieval total war, <laughs> yeah, bullshit. a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Did um, would you play a, a StarCraft MMO? I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably try it because it's Blizzard. What if they did an expansion but... pack in in Warcraft where you could go do StarCraft planet stuff? Like you're still your regular characters, but you're getting like Space Marine gear, and you're on a just, different planet. <laughs> just this huge crossover. Yeah, yeah. It's like Starcraft uh, meets Warcraft. Starcraft people crash. The people like I don't know anything about Starcraft. They all three of the 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 factions they hit a warp hole while they're fighting, and they crash into uh, Azeroth. And from there, they begin to spread their technology. And there's a whole part, whole uh, continent that opens up that has a mixture of the three factions. Uh, and when you go there, some of the boss battles and some of the raids actually has you controlling like an RTS. <laughs> so you have to gather supplies and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it'd be it's great. It'd be a great expansion pack. Uh, uh, I Just imagine your like... shaman in, in Space Marine gear. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's although like the thing is too that that it doesn't make this completely improbable is that like with the Warlords of Draenor expansion they did like that was a stupid fucking expansion because Why? it was just like because the I whole storyline did you, did you play it? no 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 I don't I want to know like what what is Cause, it because it was basically like an alternate timeline. Okay, Someone op- opened a portal to an alternate timeline, and then they went into the timeline and then fucked things up. And then it was all about the Horde and the Alliance going to that alternate timeline and then kind of setting things straight. So it was it was really dumb, I, in my opinion. I, I hated it. They, w- they basically went to a different timeline in a different dimension was the whole thing. So it was just like, you know, just completely throwing everything out the door with with that. I, I hate, I hate storylines where they just like different timeline, different dimension, you know, this has very little to do with anything um so i wasn't i wasn't a big fan of stuff like that but they could easily just be like yeah we're in a new dimension the starcraft dimension <laughs> there now. we go so we'll see but but then the next wow expansion you're going to argus so where's, it's not where's argus happen. that's like the legion homeworld where the drain oh, i come from and okay. stuff so you know on the topic of world of warcraft i love world of warcraft i don't know if i'll ever play it again but i certainly love it and i was just thinking when as you're talking i was just thinking about old rumors and and glitches and stuff and maybe you can start thinking of some now but one of a couple of the ones that i remember off the top of my head was this massive rumor this is during vanilla wow about being able to access the emerald dream now i believe there is some yeah. there is some actual evidence there is like some leftover code of them starting the emerald dream i'm pretty sure i've seen videos on that if i'm not mistaken that you can bug into but like back then <laughs> when everything you know that would have been 2004 ish internet was still i mean it's really kind of young if you think about it and there wasn't like a lot of information I could find, but I remember just trying to find ways to get in there and all these rumors that were popping up about the Emerald Dream and shit. It was really cool. And yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that too. And I did see the probably the same video that you're talking about. Mm. That would have been awesome, I think. Yeah. It's, it's there now. It's a raid. You can go there. Okay, but, cool. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that there's, uh, do, you, do you remember 
I think this is right before Burning Crusade. Um, what's 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 that early dungeon in Westfall that everybody goes to with the pirates? I can't remember its oh, name. Oh, Defias Cavern. Or oh something yeah, like that, man. Or... Jeez. Well, I remember there was a glitch you could do. I think this is before Burning Crusade, and I remember trying to do it, but I don't think I could pull it off. But I had some friends who were able to do it. You would glitch under near the entrance, and then you would fall into like early areas for like the next like, expansion stuff, and you could run around <laughs> in like this empty void and shit. I remember that. That's cool. I don't know if I did that one. I didn't play much Alliance, so I never did that one too much. That would have been Alliance, though. What? Yeah, so I'm saying I oh, didn't play. You were in Alliance, play. okay. No, Some other no. stuff that was fun is that there was, a, there was this like tunnel you could find around uh, Ironforge area uh, that if you use, I think, Rocket Jump and Parachute, you could actually get yourself into the airport. You know, the airport area between Ironfall and uh, Metathil? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, get there yeah. and run around. It's actually it was what we, my friend used to glitch up there, and then you could keep going, and you can get on top of Ironforge. Oh, and also, there's a way to glitch into under Ironforge. I think you needed to be, uh, I think it had to be one of the characters that you can mind control other animals, but you could get yourself into, like, the under area of Ironforge when it was closed off. That was pretty cool, too. Man, <laughs> it's it was really fun trying to find, like, once you've done a lot in that game and you want to fuck around more, trying to find ways to get into areas you're not supposed to is a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. I remember in, like, uh, The Wrath of the Lich King, there was this weird, like, isolated island, like, above Ice Crown, and I would always go there, like, expecting something to happen, <laughs> and uh, and then, like, I read later on that there's, like, a hidden boss that can, like, randomly show up oh, there really? and stuff like that. Yeah, That's yeah. Super cool. So, so I, kept, I kept going there to see if I could find him, but uh, he was never there. Do you remember in early... Sorry, if Shelby and, and CJ, I know you guys haven't played uh, <laughs> World of Warcraft, but just, just a few more things. Do you remember back, way, way back in Vanilla... For hunters, uh, different before they normalized all the pets, you there was actually like there there were better ones to get. There oh was, yeah, yeah. And I remember there was the one in the barrens that I went went for. It was uh one of the I can't remember. It was a it was a lion. The the white lion. Yeah, he was in the uh, the Taurus Taurus the yeah. fucking Tauran starting area. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember it was really hard as an alliance to get him because you had to go into really deep enemy territory, and we're talking like level eleven alliance. So it was like a massive trip. It was like. Those those types of journeys were a lot of fun. Yeah, well, like, and especially because it was a horde quest to make him show up. He wouldn't just show up, so you kind of had to like stake someone out who was doing the quest and then yeah. steal some <laughs> of the the pet, which would be like crazy hard to do. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that that was that was a lot of fun. Like, I remembered sometimes. Well, like one time my WoW account got hacked and they oh, stole man. all my stuff. And then I talked to Blizzard and they're like, "Oh, we'll give you back your stuff, but it'll take a day or two. So I was just like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do" because this was in my life when like all I did was play World of Warcraft. And uh, so I'm like, I still need to play, but I don't have any stuff. So that's when I got the achievement to explore the entire world. Oh, really? So I was yeah. <laughs> so I was just like a naked un dead running around on a polar bear exploring the whole world and that was a lot of fun oh that's awesome i remember yeah. there was also another pet named broken tooth that came in the badlands that i think had like a 72 hour spawn and I, I did get him and it was right before they normalized all the pets so it didn't even matter after that but i really wanted him and i remember staking out like till like 4 a.m waiting for him to spawn oh man i had no life at all <laughs> yeah anyways world warcraft's fun fun game if i could yeah. if i go back in time and play it again i'd probably still play it Hey, man, if you ever want to play, I'll give you gold to play it. You don't need to pay for it. Oh, that's somewhat tempting. I, I can't. There, there, there are too much time sinks. I, I want no, to, I know. but I, lo I, lose my, my, I lose who I am. I, I die. Yeah, I pretty I, much die. I have so much gold that it's just like I don't even need to pay for a subscription right now. So it's fine. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, uh, Seiji, anything new with games with you lately? 
guess Splatoon 2, that's my go-to game right now. Kicking ass yeah. at it? Not really, I I go in and I, I do well, but not as well as I remember doing in the Splatoon 1. Yeah. But it's still fun. It is fun. I haven't played in like a week. Just just because I've been busy with like the, the stuff I'm the core stuff I'm doing. Um, but I, I'm, the, the next uh, Splatfest is next weekend, so I'm, I'm going to definitely play that. I think it's next weekend. Yeah. It's Flight versus Invisibility. So my question to everybody on the WC panel, <laughs> everybody in the room is Flight or Invisibility? Let's start with left. Uh, jeez, they're both pretty good, um, but I have to go with, uh, but like the one thing I worry about, I want to pick flight, but I'm just like, if I'm like flying high, am I going to start freezing my ass off? Yeah, you gotta like be careful. Yeah, I guess I can just wear a lot of winter clothes. I'm yeah. gonna go flight. I think I'd rather fly. Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, that's a good, that's a, that's a good choice. Uh, Shelby. <laughs> oh, we had a chat about this after dodgeball. We did. Uh, I, I picked invisibility. Yeah. I picked flight first and I thought about it. I was like, do I know my way? Invisibility because I can steal whatever the fuck I want. But you can't but see she, when you're invisible, just so you know. Is that like a proven thing though? Yeah. Like you, you where need, does that information come from? Because I saw that science. on the Cartridge Club thing. But yeah, but is that like a legit verified did somebody verify that? I've or seen that before pop up in other places. They, they, they you need to like absorb the light into the cones of your eyes or some shit like that. No yeah. I no biologist. But I, I've, that's not the first time I've seen that. That uh, I think I think I think for sake of the argument, I think we can say you should be able to see when you're invisible, even though if it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Good question. Why was it rational? Yeah, I, I've never heard this thing about. Not, oh, I mean, not let, being able let me to look it up right now. While I'm looking that up, you tell them what you'd pick. Well, both of them have to do with mobility, right? Yeah. Yes, in a way, you're able to fly. You can move really fast, and you can move to stuff that is not reachable in normal situations and visibility is kind of like the same in the sense that that you can go unnoticed but it doesn't really change your speed or yeah you still have to walk like the that. same path if you were so invisible. the nature of both those powers is very different because one is just it, it's kind of like a really old dream of humanity right to be able to like fly like the birds and stuff like that mm. now you still go notice but the, the the nature of the other ones is is more social you know what i mean more social in nature but you don't want other people to notice you and you don't want you, you sort of want to fool people in a way right so while i can definitely see invisibility being more useful in more cases the, the nature of it is what's troubling to me. So I, I feel like being able to fly is, mm-hmm. is more noble in a way. <laughs> well, no, um, you don't have to steal if you're invisible. That's just what I would do. You could also be a pervert creeper. You could be that. Or, like you know Shelby. what? You would have a safe way of walking home without worried about getting mugged or anything. Oh, that's if you true. you could just turn invisible. But you could just fly. You could fly, yeah. yeah. That's true. But I want to walk on the ground. And like, <laughs> what, what, what happens if you're up flying and then you get, like, you know, taken over by, like, a plane? Like, if well, it overtakes you high. and you... Okay. I mean, I you know. could just fly through the pretty mean, right? high. That's what I mean. So the, the invisibility power is more like social. You have to be really into your social surroundings and, and analyzing your other people and, and stuff like that. And, and yeah, the first place your mind goes mm-hmm. with invisibility has to do with like, with like sketchy stuff. <laughs> but Well, Rob went to pervy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got, uh, you gotta. <laughs> 
I'm going to dress up as a Gundam and then fly over top Shelby with guns at her. Yeah. And she's going to be like, damn, that's cool. So I'll turn into an invisible Gundam. That'll look cool. <laughs> now, Invisible Girl originally was only able to turn invisible, right? But then yeah. they gave her the powers to like force fields, do force and, stuff. fields and stuff like that. That's does that come included in this hypothetical scenario? I don't think so. No, I, I don't think, think so. I think the majority of the people are going to pick flight anyway. I, I got um, an article. Okay. Uh, this is from Atlas Obscur- Obscura. There's also a lot of like like forums and shit talking about it, but this is just... Haven't read all this way through, so we'll see what ha- comes from it. But for starting from here, since your vision is based on the light rays that enters your eyes, if all these rays were diverted around someone under an invisibility cloak, the effect would be like being covered in thick blanket, total darkness. As LaRoche points out this is due to physics principle known as reciprocity uh as it pertains to optics reciprocity i'm not saying that right uh, reciprocity fuck 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 means that if you can see in one direction you need to be able to see in the other direction laroche used the example of a two-way mirror which is in its way kind of a visibility trick the two-way mirror the subject of the hidden side must be in a lower lighting than the subject from the observed side for the trick to work but the light must still pass through the both sides so if we were to have an invisibility cloak tomorrow this is what they're talking about it would be likely not make you 100% invisible, so that doesn't help us. Uh, the cloak, I guess apparently the cloaking device seen in Predator is probably closer to the truth. Um, because of the reciprocity principle, no perfect invisibility cloak would allow you to see outside. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess from what I've seen, I'm just looking around other stuff, it's just to do with the, the way your body absorbs the light in specifically through your eyes. And if, it, if they can't interact with that, then mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work and you're blind. Okay. So, you so won't be if able to I'm see. blind, if, if it, you'll if be blind. It, if it's invisible where you're blind, then I would pick flight. But if it's not, then I'm going to pick invisible. For the sake of magic. Like, if this is a magic scenario, then you would be able to see. If we're going technology yeah. technology scenario, you might not be able to see. Like jetpack versus invisibility cloak. Okay, that's a good question because that's totally different. Jetpack mm-hmm. versus invisibility cloak. What would you take? Mm-hmm. A, a safe jetpack. One that, you you know, it's not going to blow you up as you're trying to fly. Just one like a hover thing where you can just fly around. Hmm. I don't know. Invisibility or... or... What's that? Invisibility that you can still see. Let's say um, near perfect invisibility, but but you would be you would not be able to see very well because you it's it's a, it's and a jetpack. Yeah, it's a real world scenario. Yeah, I mean jetpack's clear winner, but so so if we're going in a fantasy scenario, it's a tougher question. But if we're going with a more realistic scenario, it seems that jetpack is the clear winner. Okay, realistic jetpack will be like a paperwork nightmare. <laughs> 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 But and, and the, th- the problem with the jetpack is then there's fuel cost. Do you do I have to pay for fuel for my jetpack? Because if that's the case, I'm going with the invisibility cloak because that's just a cloak I can toss on and you have peek out blurred vision. You can peek out, but I don't need cloak, to yeah. go buy diesel for my fucking jetpack. <laughs> no, it runs so. on, a, on a super battery. Okay, I just need to charge what it. What if it's like solar powered? Maybe it's solar. Uh, ba- yeah, solar powered. These sure. are better. These are better it, options. It charges. Okay. You have like two hours of flight. But your your visibility cloak's gonna run out of energy too. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to plug that into the wall. Probably have like a cord. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the higher it's models like come with like, some kind of perpetual energy or whatever machine thing. Since we're talking about yeah fantasy or you know sci-fi now, yeah, it comes with uh, super batteries that last. But let's say the cheaper years. cheaper models come with, like gas powered <laughs> hey, or whatever. Hey, and and electri- like in our fantasy, we got the best models though. I hope we're not cheaping out in our in our fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, our, our, I mean, our wild, sorry, go ahead, Sagey. In the more realistic scenario, yeah. 
like it, it depends a lot if you're an introvert or an extrovert, right? Because ah, if you're an introvert, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want the jetpack at all because you mm-hmm. call too much attention. And you have this weird thing on your back and yeah. it, it probably does a lot of noise. Yeah, probably. And <laughs> if so you're... you probably want invisibility. Yeah. In the other way, mm-hmm. you probably don't want invisibility because one, you turn blind and, and then you're not like uh, bragging about it. <laughs> but on the other one, I guess it would be perceived as something cool among your peers. So <laughs> yeah, can, can you ever, like, here's an example. Let's say Shelby or Lef or anyone had invisibility. Are you ever going to be able to fully trust that they're not around e- dropping eaves on you? <laughs> or watching you pee or something? But, like, but, like you, you wouldn't be, like, you, you'd still be heard. Yeah. You know? Well, you just have to be quiet about it. You're never yeah. going to really oh, know for sure. God. Well, the problem with having an, an actual cloak as well is that, like, I don't know, if it doesn't, if you're too tall, it won't cover. Yeah, your it'll feet. drag on the ground with the cloak. Yeah, or you could slip, trip over it, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're just there, and you have to explain like, "Hello." So I don't know. There's a lot of problems with actually using a cloak rather than just like a magic spell to turn invisible. Even the ma- I'm, I would be more trusting my friend with a cloak because then there's a failsafe, like he might fuck up, like you said. But if they could just turn invisible. Oh man, that's rough. Like, yeah, I trust my friends, but do I trust all of my friends? <laughs> Maybe not. Not with invisibility. I mean, sure, they could watch. They could fly outside my window with binoculars and watch me too. But they're gonna have to put some effort <laughs> into that. <laughs> they won't be able to drop any eaves on me. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's rough. I think a, a shifty, untrustworthy person would be the one who's who's picks invisibility. But a noble well, Jordan, Jordan eagle. picked invisibility too. She's so you're different. just like Jordan. Oh exempt no! From it. Always Jordan is always that's a rule. Well, these, of thumb. The Jordan's exception always for your exempt. little sister. That's always. right. Always yeah. exempt from all these things. Doesn't matter. Otherwise, yeah. So noble, like an eagle, like a beautiful yeah. eagle flying through the air. Someone you can trust and look up to, literally, versus <sighs> some weirdo who's creeping around in your garbage, stealing shit. You can't see them. Why would some? Why would someone who's invisible know. steal shit from your garbage and not some brand new thing from the store? I try to paint very clear pictures here of what you should choose. Noble flight. No. Garbage picking weirdo, who's probably not wearing anything under that cloak. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that was another thing we brought up. If it's invisibility yeah. through your body, then you might have to be naked. Like yeah. if it's just like you can turn your your skin invisible, then you'd have to be a, a nudist running around town. Yeah, but nobody would know that. I know, but you would know. You're still so uh, you're still a naked person. And you're still running around. Yeah, naked. yeah. You, you but still nobody don't else would know. I just, this is, you're saying this like it's like a problem for everybody else, but it's really only what a problem if you're for walking you? and you bump into someone? No, and you're, you get cold. And yeah, stuff gets cold. Yeah, and you're you're walking around <laughs> yeah. fucking needles in the ground. <laughs> I don't know where you see. That's a good point. You literally could not use this in Canada in the wintertime. Yeah. You would not like, be able to use your visibility powers. Yeah, but there was also nothing stating that you couldn't use, like, your clothes wouldn't go invisible. Well, I'm just, we're talking yeah. about different, different we're means. Just, we're just yeah. Different means. I of, mean, if we yeah. went if we went as far you know, as to say that you, you <laughs> won't see well, mm-hmm. I mean, turning other stuff invisible is like a stretch. I yeah, I think, I think so, too. Okay. That's a good point, yeah. Sorry, but you know what? It's not. It's not the the nakedness. What what bothers me is not, not being able to wear shoes outside. Yeah, because of the ground, right? Because it would hurt. Yeah. yeah, you'd be like, you're like, ow, ow, and they hear you because you're like fucking constantly saying ow. When well, like, the thing in in uh, on the opposite of cold, when it's really warm out, if you have no shoes oh, or socks on, burn. on the sidewalk, yeah. your feet are gonna burn. No, so if you no, just and, like, and on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, you, you're not seeing well. You're not wearing shoes. You're probably gonna you know, <laughs> some stuff that. 
know. You get two feet on your door. It. This is going. This is going back for invisibility. <laughs> two feet on your door. Yeah, you but just these fall. are all what ifs. Like we don't know the specifics of anything. Look, the like, only you guys way... are just like, what if it do- if it doesn't like turn your clothes invisible? If we then go... this would be the scenario. It just depends. If we go magic, then you're fine. If you're magic, yeah. then you can do whatever you want because it's magic. But we're being we're realistic here at the BBHQ. <laughs> but um, if, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we are. Yeah, because it yeah. benefits me. So yeah. <laughs> I'm pro flight. Uh, it's good stuff. Hey, uh, you know what? It's, today's August. Today. Th- this day is August. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it was the previous day and the next day. So, you know what it's, it's time for? What? Blast the Past! What? I don't think I've done August yet. So, here we go. Blast from the Past. One year ago, Nordic Games, the company that acquired most THQ's franchises, rebranded as THQ Nordic. But what came out at this time? Metroid. Prime Federation, oh boy. Federation Force. Oh. Award winner, fan-demanded game. I think we all got together and played a shit ton of Metroid Prime Federation Force, right? Yeah. Left was a pro yeah, at definitely. that. Definitely. What was this? Is this, this is the soccer this, game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what else came out this, this month? Style savvy fashion forward. Shelbs. Fuck like, you. <laughs> Whatever. Our friend Jordan. Jordan our Jordan loves that game. Yeah. Uh, God Eater Resurrection and also God Eater 2. God Eater having one of the hottest uh, characters ever. Just I love how that's what you—that's like your go-to. Well, I've, I've never—I've never played—I've never played it otherwise. I just know her from Cross Zone. Has a really good design. What can you? What do you want from me? I'm a human being. Uh, oh, wait, didn't they come up with a hot male character recently? Oh yeah, uh, I have a new male crush. If I needed to pick one, uh, and that's um, uh, also Attack on Titan. Uh, Kira, you? I couldn't remember his name. The main character for fucking Yakuza Zero. That guy—that's a hunk right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and he—he he was the guy that was in Project Cross. Yeah, too. he's a badass okay. man. That guy I've never seen at the Megan. Not, not the creepy guy with the eye patch. No, though, the other Goro. Guy. Okay, Goro, okay. Goro was cool in, in Yakuza Zero. But then he goes, but he's he creepy. Come, he comes creepy like a weirdo yeah. head case later on. All right, five years ago, Persona Four Arena, Dark. Uh, oh, stop me if you've played any of these games and and you want to mention anything about them. So, Dark Siders Two, Last Story. Dust and Elysian Tale. It's like a furry game for the for uh, Steam, but it's, it's actually pretty fun. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. Two, the most disappointing Mario game since always because it's not fun. Guild Wars Two, Final Fantasy Dimensions for iOS and Android. You play that one, Shelby? Okay. Ten years ago, Mega Man Star Force, Heroes of Mana, Persona Three. Dragoneer's Aria. I just picked these randomly from the list of ones that I that just ones I've never played and ones I have played. Uh, Dragoneer's Aria I picked because it was a PSP game that I really really wanted to play for a long time, and by the time it came out I had forgot it exists. I've never played it. But to go with Metroid Prime Federation Force, Metroid Prime Three came out ten years ago in August. Man, that Metroid Prime Three is ten years old. Yes. Crazy. Blue Dragon. That was an exciting one back in the day because the Xbox 360 was taking steam, and uh, that had the uh, that was the Mist Mistwalker Studio, the the one that was formed from uh, uh, Sakaguchi and I think Nobu Uematsu did the music, and they had a couple other people from Square who came over to do their own non Final Fantasy studio, and uh, Blue Dragon was their first game. Did you play that left? It sounds familiar. It had like, a Akira, the name and stuff. Akira Toriyama did the art design for it. The Dragon Ball. Yeah. Guy. Oh, yeah. I think I know the cover. One second. I'm just gonna Google it. Okay. Uh, I played it, uh, but didn't beat it. Unfortunately, I don't know why I didn't. It was okay. Like it wasn't bad. It was definitely early seventh generation JRPG. 
Also this month, Dynasty Warriors Gundam. I put that in for you, Shelly. 20 years ago, Mega Man X4 came out. Tetrasphere, GoldenEye 007, and Hexen 2. Those are all games. At 25 years ago, Nintendo releases Super Mario Kart, the first in the Mario Kart series. And that would go on to make a couple more games. And lastly... Just a, like one just or two, a I think. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, just a couple, yeah. 30 years ago, Legend of Zelda for North America and Castlevania 2. And there we go. That's, that has been this edition of Blast from the Past. And man, I totally forgot about that Blue Dragon game. Yeah. That's cool that you brought that up. I have played it, actually. Um, uh, But yeah. Cool. cool. All right. Well, that's all I'm going to say for the pre-topic stuff. So if you guys got to... Oh, we got to go to It Follows. Do we have enough time for that? Yeah, I, I don't we think we can leave it till next week. I, I kind of don't think our topic's gonna be that long. No, it won't be. Yeah, so oh. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go ahead and um, talk about it. Follows. All right, Shelby. What Shelby started a thread, right? Yeah, I started a thread on the on the forums on the Cartridge Club forums. Um, it was just like basically asking, like, because everyone listened to your guys' ideas, and if they'd seen the movie, like, they would, you know maybe think oh this would be good or this would be bad just kind of you know criticizing them essentially um (laughs) they posted some stuff uh i didn't think we would get any responses like you'd said too like i didn't think we'd get any we got a few um so first one's from pam Mm -hmm. Uh, and she says i'm going to embrace my sex demon and use it to kill my enemies (laughs) um so the only way that would work in the universe is if she slept with her enemies and then the it follows demon killed them mm-hmm. and then it would go back to her. So you just yeah. basically have to keep sleeping with your enemies because I don't think yeah. there's a way to tame it and use it to kill other people. Yeah, no, she'd, she'd have to be like murdering people through sex. You know, that's yeah. a, that's a yeah. decent way to get rid of people. I think. Yeah, <laughs> but you'd have to like you know be with somebody you really despise. So there's that. Yeah, but you know the whole time that you're getting revenge. I think, <laughs> I think that yeah. would make it more fun, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not uh, sadistic, so I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's not fun, but I, I would think in that headspace that if you're going to use sex demons to kill people, you probably are, you're okay with selling out your, your, uh, your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we have, a, I guess, I don't call it a criticism from Diego, oh but God. a criticism from Diego. Oh, shit. Um, he said, the problem with Rob's idea of having no sex rooms at airports is that the It Follows demon moves slowly. Mm-hmm. It would make much more sense instead of just having people do it in a sex room constantly and then fly across the world at random is to find a way to force the demon to have to travel to your location. Yeah, that's the whole point. The flight. I know. I think that's, I think he maybe misunderstood or something, but it is pretty much exactly what yeah, uh, you said the sex demon. The airports are there so that when you fly to the next airport, you have another mm-hmm. person from that area who who bangs you. Then you yeah. fly back home. That person stays there until the follow the demon comes. Your app will give you a notification like, oh, he's uh, ten feet from the city. You go into the airport. You fly to another airport. Yeah, and then you do and there. The yes. Diego, to... you just you didn't listen. You didn't listen. To me. <laughs> I think he did. He maybe just misunderstood. <laughs> That's one um, point for me. Okay. Okay. So then we have one from Sean or. Talkin on the forums or whatever. Awesome. I just know I'm a Sean. Um, but anyway, uh, for the most part, I like Rob's idea, but yep. it's way too many people being infected. Um, so his <laughs> idea is to just have one person be a full-time fleer of the It Follows Demon. Um, so it moves slow. Once it gets to the airport, the person it's chasing just has to take off on a plane again. So you know, it'll just be going point. back and forth, sacrificing your life, essentially. But Damn, then Diego pointed life. out... 
Diego pointed out, but then that person is basically like their whole lifetime. It's, it's a pledge of celibacy. So you can't ever have yeah, sex with true. anybody ever again. So you would have to take that hit. Um, but they would pay right, you. Yeah. Like yeah. you'd have to have like salary and stuff from like the government. That's where the tax money is going to go is to make sure that. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, pay, and then right pay. before that person dies, um, get them get them to infect somebody else, yeah. and then Why, that'll though? start again. We, well, like that, well, the one thing I've always wondered is that, like, if no one's infected, does a demon just stop chasing people? Well, it's a chain, so it's like that person, like you Some know, who, whoever gave it chain. to them, uh, it's just gonna go back on the chain. So, like, oh yeah, okay, and then, yeah. but what if they're already dead? Yeah, like, like if, what if everyone in the chain is dead? Like, it's which just is gonna, my it's just idea. gonna go back to the the last person that had it doesn't matter like who in the chain dies like let's say if like Wait a second there's 15 people and the fifth one dies and then it, all like everybody else dies and it gets back to them it's just gonna go to like the fourth or third person or whoever like yeah and, but and then they all die before they had a chance to spread it to anybody else though. yeah what if they what if what if there's a chain of five you're the fifth mm-hmm. person and you you nurse that thing until you die you're living the mm-hmm. life you're getting paid by the government you're mm-hmm. you have a lot of kleenexes but you're you're getting through life and then the mm-hmm. other four people in that chain all die. Yeah. So then what? We don't know. I we don't know the answer. Finds, yeah, we don't know the answer to this. Maybe it just looks for someone who's taking care of themselves. Like, all right, I choose you. And mm-hmm. then you're a new part of the chain. I don't know. Okay. I don't well, know. If, if if that's the case, then maybe you guys' idea have some merit. <laughs> but if, if it just stops, then my Well, yeah, if it just stops, the then yeah. maybe, but then you still, have to, you still have to kill someone. It's sad. That's fine. You kill yourself at the end, so... It's just like... The metaphor of the movie is don't have sex or you'll die. Or you're being punished for having sex. Like, fuck you, basically. It's an abstinent movie. Yeah. Don't have have sex. All right. Up next. Topic. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. What's up? Did you guys hear any latest (laughs) Sissy Weekly? No. Oh, wait. Probably. Maybe. The one where they don't mention us because they left early? Uh, the one where they, where they talk about uh, VR. VR. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure I listened to that one. So I just want to give out my my two. Yeah, please. CC counter. VR. It's not as it's, so. I don't know if it's really a CC counter because I also agree that VR is uncomfortable mm-hmm. at the very least. But I do have some thoughts about immersion. Okay. Because this this is something that video games have been trying to do a lot, and well, I guess also other media has, has tried to make their, you know their media more immersive and that 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 word is really it's kind of like a buzzword and people mention it a lot but i don't know if if vr accomplishes that very well i think it does quite the opposite because even though i haven't tried it um the fact that you're wearing something on your head Mm -hmm. or on your face and your face is very sensitive i think i think it's very hard to to really get into the experience with with something strapped to your face at all times. Now I haven't used I have used VR in, in some way or not another in my life, and I've always felt the same. Like it feels really really gimmicky. It feels like it, it prevents you from total or the so called total immersion. But you see, if there ever's going to be that thing about immersion where you can actually immerse yourself in a different plane of reality. It has to be more more connected to the actual senses, like sort of going into the matrix kind of thing, right? And I don't want to get too <laughs> to meta here. But so are you suggesting we need to be able to like taste 
what I'm suggesting is exactly the thing that you suggested uh, once left, which is that thing about, you know, being able to peel everything. And yeah, yeah. taste would be one, one, one of those things. Would you um, guys do it? Would you, if there's a matrix scenario, um, let's say we're reasonably sure it's safe, would you take the risk of, of basically, you're risking your mental stability? Because if something does go wrong, you could get cut off in your brain, or your brain could blow up. Maybe we'll have like biohackers who are like <laughs> sealing your, your memories and shit. Would you put yourself in a scenario where your mind is, is essentially removed from your brain? It's not technically removed, but all your senses and stuff are devoid from your actual body. And there's always that risk of it being severed. Would you would you do it? I think I'd, I think I'd try it. Yeah, I think I would too. Isn't this the plot to like the dot .hack series and like sword art and shit? Are you asking? Yes. <laughs> That's why I said, isn't yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm, I asked I'm you teasing. a question. Uh, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what happens, right? They get stuck in every one of those Log Horizon and all those other uh, MMOs to, re- yeah. So basically, you get stuck in this wor- virtual world and then your body dies because you're not part of it. Yeah, that's a risk. So would you would you take the risk? Left says yes. I'm saying probably. I wouldn't know. I'd be too paranoid for that shit. Sh- Seiji? Uh, well, in, in terms of science fiction, there's always this branch of fatalist uh sort of mentality where the technology goes all wrong like robots <laughs> yeah going rogue and stuff like that i think i will try it because i think technologies are going to develop in a very controlled way anyway but what what, I, what i'm saying is that if that is the goal if that is the ultimate goal and i think we're gonna actually i think that's that's going to be part of the future at some point where we can actually simulate stuff and just fool completely our our senses and and really what is when you get into this kind of stuff you get in, into thinking of what is the meaning of self right because there's your brain and then your brain has access to all these artifacts devices biological devices yep. that let you perceive the world in a certain way so it really is just information so if at some point we are able to plug our brain into some different sort of information mm-hmm. that simulates all that data, then that's it, right? You got it. And and why not um, do some sort of inception kind of thing where you can just fool your perception of time and, and have simulations that run for years yeah. in less time, like reverse dreaming, right? Yeah, I, I, um, I agree. So I think at some point that's going, that's going to be sort of like the, the part of the future. And if that is the ultimate video game, you know, simulating life, because you could simulate data of any sort, where you're flying or where you're like jumping, you know, or invisibility in the air or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that is the goal, right? I think that VR it's sort of like is the uncanny valley of that graph. You know what I mean? Where video games is, is like very, very cute stuff, and you know, having like controller, you're like. Like plane is like extending your senses, but when when you start getting into VR and and things that you know you have to like strap on your body in order like uh, rumble features and stuff like that, all of that to me is like the equivalent to the uncanny valley in like graphics, right? <clears throat> but I think the the true next, and this is just me uh, speculating, I think the next big thing in terms of immersion, in terms of the right direction to that, uh, VR could be also part of that right direction. But I think it's going to be like voice recognition and like true voice recognition, not in the sense of of recognizing words, but also language and intention and things like that. So you can actually have an, a, a conversation with a computer or with an in-game character 
like if you're playing an RPG and you're actually playing a role and you it's not based on options in dialogue but actually you you know saying stuff in in a very similar way that it happens in that movie called uh, Her. Have you, have you guys seen no, that? Uh, oh, no, I, I want to. I know it, but... Is that the one um, where Scarlett Johansson, she's narrating the... I think it's her. Hello? Do you know how to get out of here? I need to find my ship to get off this planet. Fuck you, shithead, fuckface, fuckhead. Okay, but do you know how to get out of here? Fuck you, shithead, fuckface. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I think it's a test. Fuck you. Fuck you. Well, fuck you, little shit. <laughs> Follow me, fuckhead. <laughs> Hey, you just got an email from Mark Lumen. What are you talking about? Oh, read the email. Anyway. She's the operating system. I really yes, want to yeah. see it. Joaquin that. Phoenix is in it? But before that, yeah, uh, yeah the, yeah, the character of, of Joaquin Phoenix, he is playing a video game and he, he's actually like like talking and stuff like that. And I think that is that is gonna going to be way more immersive than than just, you know, having like a monitor really close to your, <laughs> to your face so that you can simulate vision. Because that's what you're doing. You're simulating vision. Because w what they're trying to do is is occupy all that space that is around the screen. But I don't think that that's completely immersive in the right way. But imagine that you're playing an RPG, right? And you're taking decisions that are based on the video game. But instead of selecting dialogue, you're actually saying stuff in, in the computer. Or the, not the computer, but the, the, game, the character. Yeah that you're talking to, you're having like some sort of conversation and it's really free and the branching paths depend on on that. That would be very The same way that yeah. happens with people, right? Because if, if, if you just grab any person from the street and you start like saying stuff, they might get freaked out of stuff like that. But you're interacting mm -hmm. with, with that world in a very very meaningful way. But you cannot do that in the video, in, in a video game, you know what I mean? You, you cannot say stuff that is outside of, of, the, of the options. Um, I think that's going to happen. I don't know when. Probably not soon. So you're basically talking about... That, I, think, I think that that'll be kind of like the next... You, you mean like dynamic storytelling then? Like you, your, your voice, your words and stuff impacts... the actually changes the story that you're experiencing. So like the AI would just basically react to the words that you're saying. And then the story would start to formulate around that kind of thing? Well, yes, but it, it's more... It's in a very controlled environment because... For example, we right now have the the purpose, right, of doing something, recording a podcast or talking yeah. about a certain topic. So I can say whatever gibberish I, <laughs> I, I can imagine, but in, in a way, the four of us are in the same kind of context. Yeah. So that should happen also in a video game, right? So you can say all, like, stupid stuff, but the, the story and the characters will will bring you to, bring you into course, you know what I mean? So yeah, I do, and I, I guess that if you if, if you're just not cooperating, they're just gonna leave you behind. Yeah, yeah, you just, you don't progress anywhere because they're like just like in reality, like all right, well clearly you don't want to help, so we're just gonna go on without you. And you spend the rest of your game just chilling in the starting village with nothing to do. Everybody, nobody talks to you anymore. The NPCs start ignoring you. You become a loser in the game to match who you are in reality. Yeah, you'll become <laughs> probably like a like a homeless guy. You become one of those like <laughs> town fools. You start getting drunk in the game. <laughs> 
yeah. yeah that's, the, that, that's a way to design around it. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, I have more we can say about this, but let's move on to the topic. I do think it'll be fast, but here we go. Up next, topic. We're back. This is a shoehorned in topic, but it's one that I think is very dear to all of our hearts. Um, this game that I chose, I chose a, a mobile game, a mobile game. It's also an arcade game, uh, but I chose a mobile rhythm game to fill in uh, before next week. It's called Neon FM. It is. Oh, let me bring up my notes. That's, that's important. So. From their website, Neon FM is an electrified rhythm and action game for arcades and mobile. Players pound the five color panels with their hands to the beat of the music and are scored in their timing. Or, in the case of the mobile version, you are tapping the buttons on the screen. Uh, more features from the website. Many difficulty choices. Fail no more. Penalty por performing poorly, much like the sentence, doesn't end the game. We just reduce the difficulty while you're playing. And you can save your progress, use your unit E, we'll get back to that, account to save scores, track progress, and compete internationally. There's a beginner mode, new tracks every two weeks, online multiplayer. Yeah, unit E is the developer. They're an American developer um, in Maryland. And some of the games they've made is World's Fastest Drummer, Cardiac Fitness Racer, Transgression. Uh, and I think those are all arcade games. I think it's cool that people are still making arcade games. Uh, and one more thing before we talk about the game is with Konami. Apparently, um, Konami released a game called Musica, Musica, uh, Musica, and it's and so people were kind of like looking at the screenshots of this and the arcade. So the arcade version of Neon FM has five panels that you hit when they reach the on-screen prompt. The Konami game has the same amount of panels, but you can rotate them and there's a foot pedal. And so people were like, "Well, that's basically a copy of Neon FM." But people said that Neon FM is basically a copy of Konami's pop and music. So the whole thing is kind of funny. But I think that all these games are kind of derivative anyways. So I'm, I'm not holding it too much against them. So that's the outline. It's in. So let's just kind of, we should probably describe the game from the mobile perspective. We haven't played the arcade. So you boot up the game and you're in this very <laughs> intense login screen. There's so much information attacking your face. And from what I can understand from looking at some uh, screenshots of the arcade or pictures of the arcade one, it looks pretty much the same. So uh, it's very loud. It, it's it's very, I want to say aggressive almost. It, it kind of trony. It's all like, like these weird like neon colors and shit. And you have on the, on the left-hand side, you just have a, I think there's 95 in the game currently, just songs, a whole bunch of different songs, mostly techno, trance, electronic music. Um you shit you have credits that you get so just like the arcade where you pump quarters in in this one you you get you can buy credits or you can earn them by playing some of the free songs that the game gives you and you unlock more songs as you level up so you i think there's 50 free songs in the game and then there's like the rest you can buy with credits and whatnot and so when you select the game you basically then can choose one of the various difficulty levels and there's quite a bit like it's beginner then there's easy one easy two medium Blah, 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 blah. It goes down quite a bit. So there's a lot of options. Um, and yes, yeah, so you get a sample of each song as you're looking through them. And then when you go into play, you can tap to play single player or you can wait to play multiplayer. We just found out multiplayer worked because Shelby and I tried it before the episode. And when you're in the game, just to, to wrap this up around what the description is, you're basically on a cylinder and that rotates 
and you have your your depending on how you set up because there's a few different control schemes i chose the one where the buttons are at the bottom of the screen and yeah so it plays like guitar hero in that respect you have those lanes and there's basically buttons that come down the lane and you're tapping when they hit the bottom of the screen in this case in rhythm with the music and unlike other games if you fail the game doesn't kick you out and instead decreases the difficulty which I actually think is pretty cool. So there we go. That's that's the premise of the game. You you can look it up, take a look at at it. Otherwise, what I want to know is what you guys think about it. Uh, did you try it out? Did you like it? Blah blah blah. Uh, I don't care who goes first. All right, I better check because no one's gonna volunteer. Left. Okay. I hated it. Yep. <laughs> I thought it was one of the worst games I've played. <laughs> I uh, hated the music. Okay. The UI was ugly and messy. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. And it was basically Guitar Hero for your phone, mm-hmm. the way the game plays. Nothing good to say about this game. <laughs> we're not damaged uh, yet, but. We'll delete it as soon as we're done with the episode today. And uh, I would rather play Conquer, Conquer's Pocket Tales in <laughs> VR wow. than play this. <laughs> So we kind of know a preview of Left's damage section. Uh, did you try more than one song out, Left? I played three songs. Did you try it with one hand or two hands? I played two hands and I tried different difficulties. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, we'll come back to you. Seiji, what do you think <laughs> of the game? I've never played this game before. Didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it existed. <laughs> but as soon as I, I, I played it, I was able to interact with it really easily because it's very similar to... A lot of other rhythm games Mm -hmm. out there. I mean, specifically, if you want to get into a little bit of history about it. Please. I guess it all uh, comes down to Dance Dance Revolution or something like that. Mm -hmm. Very similar, like the the same kind of aesthetic that they're going after. But if if I have to pick a a game that is very similar to this is uh, Step Mania. I don't know if you've heard about Step Mania. I have. I've I've never played it, but I definitely heard of it before. So, Step Mania is basically a, a clone of, or started as a clone of Dance Dance Revolution, but it's open source, and you download it, and it comes with no songs that I remember. You, you kind of have to download your own songs, mm-hmm. and then, but it's all free, right? It's all very super free and customizable, and the thing is that I don't think this type of software are games per se. They're sort of like engines, right? They, they do have mechanics, and once you're into... The part where you're actually trying the content, it feels like a game, um, but the whole software itself is more like it's more like an engine. It's more like uh, I don't know, it's it's, it's kind of like software in a in a way with, with a game embedded into it, and it's very similar to Stepania in, in that way because in Stepania you can do all all these other, all all these crazy customization things, and you can actually like simulate other types of games in that same genre, like Pump It Up or In The Groove, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's called. And, and these games are, I don't know, they're weird. They're weird because I'm trying to think of a good analogy here, but maybe would be like Android versus iOS or Windows versus, you know, OS X, where one is more like a product that is really close and there's not a lot of options to focus for customization. I mean, there are, but not as many, but it, it feels like you're doing... If if you're looking at iOS from one people to another, it's going to be very similar. Mm-hmm. 
but not Android, right? It's going to look completely different because it's it's very malleable right. in that way. Now, which one is better? That's up to the user. And in this case, I mean, if you have like a game that is a really complete package and it has a narrative and it has a specific look and an artistic integrity and stuff like that, there's not going to gonna be a lot of customization. Maybe there's some character customization, but it feels like the same game. Um, but these kinds of games, they're just, they're so... They're so open. It's not really my thing, but I was really into Step Mania in my in my days. So I understand <laughs> that there's a market and there's a there's people that is super super hardcore and these kinds of things. So if you want something like that on your phone, this is actually pretty decent. Sorry, my thoughts. Awesome. Uh, now in terms of mechanics, it's really, it's really simple. It's it's, it's kind of like 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 Dance Dance Revolution, but you just tap. Yeah, the yeah. Exactly. So it's but instead of going up, it comes down like in Guitar Hero. Um, you can have it go up, I believe. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't. I didn't like that mode, but you can do it that way. Oh, that would be uncomfortable, right? Because it is for the phone. Well, specifically, you have like a big phone. Yeah, I think for the arcade weird. version, it would be fine, but for the phone, it's it's awkward. You have to play the other way mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. All right, Shelby, did you like the game at all? Uh, I didn't mind it. I wouldn't say it's like the best rhythm game ever. Good God, no. Uh, because it's clearly not. That's next week. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um. Yeah, when I first started out playing it, it got me to calibrate it on my phone like pretty much immediately after I opened it up. Yeah. I don't know if it was the same for you. Yeah, it is. Um, for me at least. I found that I had to calibrate it more than once because sometimes I would hit when the note would come down and I would hit it and then it would say good, but it was right on the mark. And then Ooh. sometimes I would hit it like super early and it would say perfect. And I'm like, what the f- like, <laughs> that- that's not how that works. So I ended up doing it a few times and I find even the process of calibrating was a little, it wasn't smooth at all. There's a part uh, at the end when you're calibrating it where the white line comes down and you have to hit it when it crosses over the other white line. Uh, and if you do that, you can't redo that. You have to go through the whole calibrating mm. process again. So it was kind of a pain in the ass because at the beginning, when you're calibrating, there's two buttons that you have to hit uh, with the beat that it's playing in the background. Mm -hmm. So calibrate it that way at first, and then there's the white line thing. But then you have to do that all over again. And sometimes, if you're not hitting the buttons properly, I guess, it takes a bit longer to calibrate it. Uh, so going through that again is, I just find, very annoying. Um, and I had to do that a few times till I got to a point where I could you know, comfortably play it and it felt like I was hitting the notes. Um, other than that, I find the UI kind of confusing. All the songs on the side I thought were pretty cool because you could scroll through them. Yeah. And that was fine and it would give you like previews. And I like the little disc spinning yeah, with yeah. the image on it. That's cool. I thought it was kind of cute. But when we were trying to look for multiplayer stuff today uh, and you said, oh, it's like right on the title screen, I couldn't find it for the longest time. <laughs> I was like, what are you yeah, talking it's about? small, right? And it's this tiny little baby title thing under the main... And it, I didn't even notice it at first. And it's a lot of like blue on blue and like yeah. neon colors on neon colors. So it was really uh, frustrating to find. Um, actually playing the game, I didn't mind it once everything was calibrated properly. But there is one thing that happens with certain songs. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, when it gets to a certain part and the beat gets weird, the lane actually twitches. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it'll like it'll vibrate or whatever. Or uh, I think it's I intentional. <laughs> It is, yeah. but I, I disliked I it. Like it. in Guitar Hero. <laughs> oh, really? That was cool. <laughs> yeah. In uh, in Guitar Hero, when the stuff's coming down the lane and then you 
miss a note and it'll just kind of oh, like a little yeah. bit. That's fine. I don't mind that in Guitar Hero. Um, but in this game, it was just kind of unexpected. And I think it was the fact that it was unexpected or it wasn't occurring when I made a mistake that kind of threw me right, off because right. it was going with the music. I also didn't like how... <laughs> Um, the transparency of the link because you can see the notes coming up in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm not paying attention to that, so I don't understand the point of it because oh. you know, I'm concentrating on hitting the buttons. Why am I going to look behind when it's... I, I, I suppose for easy mode, you could see them... Yeah, and that's fine. But if you're playing on like expert or some shit, there's you have no time to look at that. Sometimes it's nice when you're um, like in between the gaps in the music where it's kind of like waiting till the next part starts. You can see what's about to yeah, start. Yeah, I kind of like them. that. Did you? That's fine. Did you play an expert? I tried one on expert and I fucking I got well I got an F obviously, um, and I had to put the difficulty down. But like I st- um, I struggle in medium for most songs. Some songs I couldn't yeah. even do a medium. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I just, in general, didn't like, uh, on the play screen, there were other things. The lights and stuff kind of distracted you from the notes. I find I found that kind of stuff kind of bothered me a little bit, but... So, most people know that I like really loud and obnoxious and over-the-top kind of stuff, <laughs> so I, I think I enjoyed the presentation of this game a lot. It, but it is visually dense, and there's a lot of... It's, it's, not, it's not the greatest UI. I like it. But it, I know I'm liking it for the wrong reasons, so it's like I couldn't say that, oh, the UI is great. The music on the side is pretty awesome, and the spinning disc, like Shelby said, is pretty great. And it's not hard to get into. Like When you want to play a song, it's just like three taps, and you're in. So it's not like it, once you've done it once, it's not like it's difficult to maneuver, except for when you want to discover multiplayer. But I like the music more than I thought I would. I, I didn't realize I like this type of music, but I really do. And I found a couple songs from it that I actually have been listening to outside of the game so i'm pretty happy if anything i'm pretty happy with that <laughs> and there, i didn't choose this game for any particular reason i i was just like looking for like cheap uh rhythm games that we could play because of the the way i because i missed misscheduled things so we had to do one extra episode this month so i, I found this through a kotaku article of all places that says you know you should play this game it's for android or in ios it's really good and considering i think its gameplay is solid like it plays the way that i would expect it to like left said, even though he was saying it in a negative, it does play kind of like a dark hero on your phone, uh, and it it does, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, especially because I, I played it a few times in, in while while throughout the week as I you know at, at lunch and and whatnot with my headphones on, and I, sometimes I got into it, but uh, I'm not very good at it naturally. And the one thing I miss from like say the arcade version of this would have this, but from Guitar Hero's tactile sensation, I can't always feel where my fingers are going to be. Uh, on the screen, so I, I would miss notes sometimes, but with Guitar Hero, it wasn't quite like that. You had that, you know where your fingers are at all times, so you're able to hit the notes with a little more accuracy. But yeah, I thought it was good. For a free game, it looks like it gives you lots of songs you can unlock, uh, and you, you get credits when you level up, so you can play other cool songs, and if you want to buy one permanently, you can. So all that's pretty regular freemium stuff, so none of that really bothers me. Um, it seems like it gives you enough shit that you can play without that. So, like, like in any of those types of games, I don't mind supporting a developer if they deserve it. And this one seems pretty good. So, if you're into dance music and stuff, I think that it would be good. So, I guess we should just move right on into damage, which will be brief since we've already said most of our opinions. But, uh, damaging basically four hearts. Uh, we each are responsible for one heart. We damage that heart as much as we want in, in terms of quarters. No damage means we think the game's maybe not perfect, but, you know, we consider it as close as it can get. 
and we would recommend everybody to play it, all the way down to zero damage, where we would not recommend anybody play it, and we would be angry if if uh, we maybe left will be this one angry for wasting your time <laughs> playing it. Um, yeah, so and it's a recommendation system, not a quality bar. So it's not like uh, we think this game sucks necessarily. It's like, would we recommend it to anybody? All right. Since we'll do reverse order, Shelby. All right. Um, overall, I, I mean, it's not like the best game, and it's not the worst game mm-hmm. ever. Um, also, I forgot to mention there are some like sexy anime girls. <laughs> oh like, yeah, cat, cat ears and stuff, <laughs> and it's not an aesthetic that's carried through the whole game just the intro screen yeah intro screen sometimes the loading screen you see them and there are different ones like we saw there are two cat girls oh there's other ones i think and there's two more um that look kind of like futuristic schoolgirls. i guess i don't know how to describe them but it's basically the same image but just a different skin okay uh and the anatomy is horrific i mean great Um, oh yeah i mean yeah well well. (laughs) You, you could you could look it up take a look folks. at it yourself neon fm yeah maybe we could use that as like the thumbnail yeah, maybe i'll just do that <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know i'm not a huge fan of the music but it's not the worst music ever either um there are some songs that i enjoyed but then others yeah i thought were kind of like you know trashy <laughs> sounding but anyway I'm going to go half damage because I think with the right person, they would enjoy the game. Yeah. And they'd probably be able to overlook a, a lot of the stuff that um, we had issues with. But Cool. Seiji. Same as Shelby. Uh, very contextual to the right person. A person that would like to play something like Stepania on their phones. Someone that just have, wants to have that experience. That, that kind of feeling of, you know, like tapping things in the right order might like it a lot there's something to be said that i do think this is one of those situations where playing the mobile version of it is kind of like a compromise to a better version of something else mm-hmm. like step mania on your pc or just straight up go to an arcade right um, so you want to have that on the go but it's definitely not like something that that is very appropriate i don't know how to say it like i don't know maybe something like osu or you know like like lead beat agents will work best in, I mean, on a phone. Yeah. But I would definitely recommend this to people that are like rhythm games, kind of hardcore players. Uh, I think the difficult difficulty is there. I played uh, the game on easy with one hand, and I play. I tried to play a, a song, well, same song but different different difficulty. I couldn't play with one hand, so you have to like put your phone on, on a table or something and play with with two hands or, or use my thumbs yeah <laughs> that, that could work too uh but it's too small i don't know there, there's yeah there's a lot of stuff that for me yeah is really uncomfortable i like games that offer you like more of a complete package um so it, like for me it would be like a full damage but for uh, some other would be maybe even like a no damage so i'll go with half <laughs> damage the okay. same as shelby cool left uh, well, you know, I, I don't think there was anything good about this game. That was, it was boring, the music was terrible, the anime girls were just terrible, like, there was nothing I liked about this game, and, like, it's just basically playing guitar here for your phone, but without the fun of having the guitar or the enjoyment of decent music. Or being a hero. Um, and, you know, the... Th- 
there's better mobile like I'd rather play Smule than this. Like there's like if you want to play a mobile Smule's rhythm great. game, there's way better options than this out there. Um so I would I would go full damage and if I could reach across and smack other people's damages <laughs> to lower it, I would. <laughs> okay, uh fair enough. Um I don't have any attachment to this game, it's just a random pick. Uh I thought it was kinda cool in some respects. I thought it fit the platform pretty well. Uh the anime school girls were trashy. But you know that's to be expected. Uh, although it's a North American studio, so so it's like not even like authentic anime trash. It's just authentic like, trash. Yeah, it's just like it's like a, ca- <laughs> it's real a carbon trash. copy of of trash. Just make it even yeah even more trash. Uh, but you know I I personally like the music. I guess I didn't know I would, but I did. And well, not all of it. Just like Shelby, I like some of the stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, and the multiplayer was kind of it, it's there, so that's nice. And apparently it has integration with the arcade ones. I think you can actually cross play, which it's pretty cool, but all that being said, half damage. It's not a bad game. It's it's pretty. I, I recommend it to people who like rhythm games uh, on the phone and want to try something out. I'd say, yeah, give it a try. You might like it. You might just like it. P two. So there we go. That's it. So that that leaves it with uh, one and a half out of four hearts uh, health remaining. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. That sounds right. That's great. Good job, good job, game. Next week, we'll be uh, a guest, and we will be discussing the greatest rhythm game ever, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so I think that's it. CartridgeClub.org is a, is a place that you can go to to look at other podcasts. I listened to a recent episode of Flock Talks. It was good. I like those guys. They're good peeps. And yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. So thank you for listening. This is Rob. And Shelby. Ah. And Seiji. Huzzah! Did it!